Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody. It is Wednesday night, May 10th, 2023. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com. I am the man with the award-winning beard, DJ. I'm going to go down the or go around the room here. Gosh, I can't even get through my own intros anymore. I'm just absolutely spastic and manic these days. When could you get through your intros, though? That That's a good point. That's actually a really good point. I stumble through this every single week. I think this actually become part of the charm of the show. So let's go around the room here and introduce this cast of characters we've got going on here tonight. First, from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data, the man with a golden heart and a lead foot, <laughs> the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling podcast, and the man with the golden shovel, Mr. Rob. How are you, sir? All right. And a special uh, birthday shout out to one, Mr. Paul David Houston. Uh, oh. who you all may know is Bono. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> Bono's birthday. That's yeah. right. Rob's a huge U2 fan, if you don't yes. know that already. And hailing from the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, Bucky's tag team partner, a man destined to go through a barbershop window. Jason, that hair's getting long, man. Yep. How you doing? I'm here. You seem a little loud, Bubba. Are you Okay. Uh, the good news is that one day, one day, the sun will actually expand into a large red giant, and it will consume almost half the whole solar system, and then it will collapse into either a neutron star or a black hole. Uh, I, I'm really excited, and I'm hoping black hole lets just slide into that sweet nothingness after, after we're evaporated by the, uh, by the red dwarf. <laughs> Well, Already there are two now. things about that date. When that day happens, two things are guaranteed. One, Jason, we won't be here. Two, Hillbilly Jim should just about be finishing up his Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> yes, sir. 
All right. Anyway, going to tell a little story here. My guys got to tell a funny story about themselves last week. I had a little funny story happen here at the house. Uh, nothing huge, but just something I thought was kind of funny in the moment. Um, Tina and I kind of get in the habit. We, we, Tina's my girlfriend. For those of you that are new to the uh, to the podcast, we come Christmas time, come birthdays, things like that. We don't always know what to get each other because we spend the whole year buying things for each other. You know, she'll see a thing and she's very in tune with what I like and what I want. And, you know, at least once a month, she's like, you got a thing coming. And we, we refer to gifts as things. That's kind of our kind of our little thing that we do. She's like, OK, she so got a thing coming. So she tells me last week, she's like, I got a thing for you. She's like, you've got a thing coming. It'll be here on Tuesday. I'm like, oh, you got a thing for me. She's like, yeah. She's like, do you want to know what it is or do you want me to just wait? You want to wait for it? And me, I'm horrible at this shit. So I'm like, I really want to know, but I kind of like to be surprised. So. I was like, don't tell me. I'll wait till it comes in. Didn't, you know, didn't think about it. And I know there was a certain um, household item that we had been discussing a couple days before. So Tuesday comes and she's like, your thing is here. I'm like, yeah, my thing is here. So I come in the house and on the table, there's this package. It's an Amazon package, a little baggy thing. So I'm like, oh, cool. So I, you know, come in, I give her a kiss and, you know, say hi, go put all my stuff away. And you know, go settle down. So I start pulling this bag and I'm pulling things out and it's like clothing garments and looking at it. I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting. Maybe she got me a couple of t-shirts or something. I don't know. She's always, you know, looking at different things. Start opening up and it's spandex shorts. So I'm like, Ooh. I'm like, okay. I'm like spandex shorts. I pull one out and I, I peel open the package and everything. Cause that's what you do when you get a gift, you peel it open, you tear it out and take it out and everything. I'm like, Okay, I don't really wear spandex shorts, but I don't know, maybe maybe she's on some kind of new fetish thing. And I don't you know, I'm, I'm open minded. So, you know, I'm like, I'll go with this and see where this leads. I'm like, oh, so you got me Spanx. <laughs> she says, what? <laughs> I'm like, you got me Spanx. She's like, no, those are mine. She's like, yours is over there on the other counter. And I didn't even think to look on the other counter. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm the mindless of the mindless wrestling podcast. And that translates into the home as well. <laughs> she had bought me a French press for coffee. And it didn't even dawn on me that we had talked about that like three or four days prior. I was like, you know, I was, we were at the flea market and we were looking around at different things. I was like, I'd really like to find a French press because I missed mine because it broke. And so it's, just, it's kind of funny that I had pulled apart this entire gift. She's like, those are all mine and I'm going to send them back anyway. So I've got all this shit ripped out all over the table. And she's like, no, yours is on the counter. I'm like, well, I didn't even think to look on the counter. There's this big box. And so, yeah, I, that was my afternoon yesterday. Awesome. <laughs> just <laughs> sometimes, okay. sometimes I'm just not very smart. I, I'm really not. <laughs> Cause I, I literally, I was perplexed. I pulled these spandex shorts out of the package and I'm like, why the hell would she buy me spandex shorts? <laughs> it, it didn't dawn on me that those weren't for me. Nope. Guys, th oh, this, is, this is what I deal with. This, this, is, this, this it, it's, it's, it's rough being in my head for a day. <laughs> Speaking of clothing, while we're on the subject, uh, tonight I am sporting the official Mindless Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Got mine in, uh, actually got mine in today. Uh, 
Want to get yours? Go over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That's right. You can go over there, pick up a mindless wrestling podcast t-shirt today. Pick one up for yourself. Pick one up for your loved one. We will thank you for it. Support your favorite podcasts. This week, uh, you know, we talked to the we did the backlash kickoff show last week. This week, uh, we've all watched it. We've all got our feelings. We're going to talk about that a bit this week. Jason, you've got the um, you got the card pulled up, right? I do. All right. Well, we'll let you get on the card in a minute. Uh, let's get your feelings. What did you think? Um, what did you think of the show as a whole? Okay, so guys, I got to be honest with you. You know, we know what time of year it is, and we know what else is going on besides wrestling and we know we, that mr jedi fed has not exactly been a 1000 percent participant in the last uh couple of podcasts because uh there have been some other things and some other interests going on but the long story short is that i kept i spent the night flipping between obviously the the wwe cock and uh the nba where my boston celtics were doing their they were playing the worst game I've seen them play in probably two years. So by the end of that night, I was trying to figure out how to hang myself with my Bill Russell jersey um, <laughs> because the game was right there. And by the way, we missed even playing the wor- one of the worst games I've seen uh, in forever. They still managed to uh, not not to be outdone by the next night, by the way, which was even worse. Um, and then they missed the... Marcus Smart got the ball with 0.2 seconds left. He let it go with 0.1, minus 0.1 second left, and the buzzer already gone off, and it absolutely splashed through the net with what would have been the game-winning shot. So, uh, battle, it did not get my full attention, uh, considering I almost just called it battleground. Uh, Backlash, backlash did not get my full attention. However... I did get to fully pay attention to the opening match, which was everything we wanted and more because Bianca Belair, the champion, defended her Raw Women's Championship against Damage Control's EO Sky, and they executed that match, in my opinion, flawlessly because it was back and forth. These two girls have, you know, they've tangled before. It's been fun, and they've, they're both kicking it into high gear. We got all the spots we wanted. We got, oh, Bianca, can she do it? And then we had the spot where we all, the finish. I don't know if we want to go there yet, but, um, yeah. Sorry, I just went right into the card because I uh, don't want to talk about the Celtics anymore. Um, And let's just go on. I I can always tell what kind of day Jason's having by his Twitter feed. If he posts the meme of the frog with the Celtics jersey trying to stick the fork into the outlet, (laughs) Yeah, I know what kind of day Jason's having. You can, you can just look at my images in the last. If it's, this, <laughs> if it's the Pepe with the propeller hat on, or if it's the Pepe wearing the uh, Boston Celtics jersey with a cigarette in his mouth, giving you the finger, uh, then it's a good day. It's if usually it's, Pepe. It's usually Pepe with the fork. In the yeah, it's, it's been Pepe with the fork the last the last couple of weeks. Pepe propeller hat had a nice run this this whole year, but Pepe fork is back with a vengeance. So, yeah. like with me, if, if I'm if I'm playing like videos, video clips of Knicks fans outside the garden celebrating, that means it was a good day. <laughs> if I if if I go radio silent as far as basketball, then that means it's not a good day. And I've been radio silent as far as basketball for about a week now because 
Um, the Knicks have been stinking up the joint. <laughs> and I, to be fair, I, to, Rob, I have to be ultimately fair to you because our teams are in two totally different spots. Yes. Like, your team is still getting their shit together. So, like, yeah, I'm sorry that they're not having a good time right now against the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler. But, like, you're doing okay, man. You're you're doing great. Oh, you yeah. Know? It's just, like, uh, you know how when uh, you're doing better than you expected. And, yeah, I mean, honestly, this season we are playing with house money. But losing exactly. still sucks. So, but L- losing sucks. Our expectation is, and I know every team we want to win the championship in Boston. Oh yeah, they it's championship or bust and blah 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 every year. We're so tough and we win championships a lot. But no, really, this year we were in the finals last year, guys. So the goal is win the finals or you suck. Sorry, yes. that's the goal. Um, so uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, mean, I get that. I agree. Yeah. Um, but and let me tell you. Oh God. Let, let me tell you. Um, that even when you have exceeded expectations, losing still sucks. Oh, it hurts. It no, losing is never fun. <clears throat> even when, I mean, yes, technically, I mean, we were supposed to be happy just that we're in the playoffs and losing in the first round should have been enough as long as they were competitive. And so we won in the first round. So we're playing with house money and yet the losing still sucks. <laughs> so I, you know, I, you know, I'm sorry. I don't care whether you were supposed to lose earlier, or you were supposed to go further. When you actually do lose, it sucks. Yep. All yep. Right. In a few All weeks, right. once they've been eliminated or whatever, you know, or they win the championship, uh, I, for somehow doubt it. Sorry, Rob. Um, but oh, I know, I know uh, we're not winning. I know a, that. In a few weeks, you'll feel right as rain, my friend. <laughs> uh, and then, meanwhile, me when they've been bounced by Philly, the like easily my most heated, hated team left, obviously, aside from the Lakers. Um, actually, no, because I like LeBron and I like Anthony Davis. I do not like James Harden and I do not like Joel Embiid and I do not like their fans and I do not like Philly fans. Philly teams are wonderful. Philly, the city is great. I am on this podcast saying that a million times. Philly sports fans are fucking gremlins. Oh, trust me. Oh, um, yeah, I know. Cause there I mean, was, a, you know, Rob, you're down in well, there was this, there, there the was this, state, you know, blah, blah, blah. There was this night yeah. back in 1990 on Monday night football. Uh, there's a game called the body bag game mm-hmm. where about like almost, I think maybe anywhere between eight and a dozen Washington football players got carried out like Cody Rhodes on a Monday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, That's rough. All right. And it was down to the point where, a rookie named Brian Mitchell, who was a running back, who, who was an option quarterback in college, we had to play him at quarterback because the, the other two quarterbacks had gotten knocked out of the game. And when I say knocked out, I don't mean that they tweaked their ankle. I mean they got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it used to be better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it used to be better. <laughs> okay. Um, um, By yeah. the way, I... I'd love to know the health condition of some of those men right now. And um, CTE is real, pal. Oh yeah, and and of course, while this was going on, the Philly fans, it was like the Roman Coliseum, and, and you know, with the, with the lions out there, they, you know, they <laughs> they smelled blood, and they were happy about it. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's get out of misery lane and go to yeah. something. This happy. this Not is the like- Chair Shot Radio Network, where we talk all things sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Let's get back into the sports entertainment and get back to backlash. 
Okay. Rob, what do you think of the show as a whole? Okay, um, I say okay. It's one of those where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Okay. If you were to ask me how what I think of it as a as a show, I say it was great. Um, are there individual pieces that I'll probably never watch again? Yeah. Um, but not that those were bad. It's just that you know, I mean, going forward, I, you know, I'm just you know they were good for what they were that night, but you know. Every pay-per-view what? has those matches. It's okay that not every single one was five star. Yeah, not every. Oh, no, but, 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 no, the, no, but no, but okay, but nobody, nobody, nobody got the this is shit award. Okay. No, no I, I would absolutely say there was no shit on yeah, Saturday. No, night. Nobody won that. Nobody won that award nope. Saturday. Okay. There's only there's only one critique I'll make, and I'll make it in a minute. Okay. I uh, mean, because look, there are shows where. You know, there's usually there's shows where one match may get it. There's some shows where a few matches may get it. Let, let's not forget there was a show this year where they booked Hardy to play a song like three quarters of the way through it. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, this is far from far from that. Yeah. And nothing so, against no, Hardy, I mean, but and let's be clear. I have not heard uh, WWE has been much better with celebrities in the last like let's say three four years. Yeah. I have not. I had not heard of Hardy before that we saw him that day, and I have not seen him since. Yeah, Tina well, and I knew who it was because hey, that time got that a, guy Hardy came up. We listened to uh, a lot of Sirius XM Octane, and Hardy had a song on rotation there. Uh, that's uh, my name is Jack, and it's it's not a bad little banger. I mean, it's a fun oh, it's, that's, that's on the um, it's on the two K twenty three soundtrack. Yeah, it, it's a banger yeah. of a song. It's fine. That's him. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that until now. Yep, that's Hardy. No, I didn't either. Yep. That's him. Oh, that's, like Rob said, it's on the 2K23 yeah. soundtrack. And it's a banger of a song. I liked it. And, you know, when I heard he was going to be, you know, what was it, Royal Rumble he did? Yeah. They had him at the Royal Rumble. I was like, oh, okay, Hardy, that's cool. And then they did it. And I was like, oh, well, we don't need to do that again. He's going to be at, Ro- I think he's going to be at Rockville this year. I have to look at that. I have to look at the lineup again. But we're going to Welcome to Rockville next week. And I think he's playing. I think, maybe. Anywho, I want to start off with backlash. First of all, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Wow. You guys were fucking awesome. Yes. Like, and I'm starting to love these international crowds more and more, man. When WWE gets out of the States and quits dealing with these entitled U.S. fans, yes, I said it. Not apologizing for it. Sorry. I know I'm lumping all of us into one. But, man, Puerto Rico was on fire. What a yeah. great crowd. Let's start there. Yeah, and, and, a, and a crowd, a good crowd, will make a mediocre show seem even better. And a shit crowd will make a great card look like crap. Right. And, and, I, think, and I think in this case, the crowd definitely – I mean, those matches where I said I wouldn't be in a hurry to watch them again, the crowd – did make those matches better. Yes. So in the yes. moment they were in the moment they were definitely better than they probably would be if you watch them again in six months from now. No, to be and to be clear, I think some of these matches are just drowning in the you know aura that is well, it wasn't Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. You know, uh, it it was more of a case of like highs, like there's just some really really high highs. And but it's not like anything was like you know your eight forty five throwaway match on Raw or anything like that. Right. 
Yeah, no, the, the high spots were so high that the lower, it set a higher ceiling for the lower spots. Exactly. It really did. So it made the lower spots look average by comparison. Right. When in so, actuality, if we watched any of them individually, we'd be like, that was really damn good. Even the average stuff was really good. Exactly. So, all right, Jason, let's get into the card. All right, so I already started it, um, but I'll say my piece about the crowd. You guys absolutely fucking rocked. That yes. was amazing. Um, and like DJ said, a good crowd makes a great uh, ma- ma- match or show better. That And that the crowd was an essential part of turning this, you know, okay, I guess what we have is a, for a card is this, and it could be cool. And they locked in and turned it into a fantastic show. Well, Puerto so, Rico's always been such a hotbed for wrestling anyway. Right. And so I, I actually hadn't known that until the lead up to this show and hearing everyone talk about it and all the history and everything down there and all that. And I was like, oh, wow, I had no idea. So that's it's awesome that we got to they got a WWE like a show. You know, I mean, it wasn't a big four, but it was right there. In any right. case, so we I already got some of my thoughts out about the Bianca Belair successfully retaining her uh, title. I will go ahead and say it, the part that we're all chomping at the bit to say. That ending was executed flawlessly. Absolutely. Flawlessly. EO had it in the bag because of Dakota's interference. Dakota goes, or excuse me, EO goes up for the splash. And for the moonsault, and Bailey bites off a little more than she can chew, and she meddles a little too much, and she gets involved, and she's holding Bianca's feet down, and of course, the ref sees, and sends her off, and blah, 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 and then, you know, Bianca mounts a comeback, and boom, we're out of there. So we're setting the seats for damage control, implosion, or whatever, Um, so... I'm I'm in. Uh, Rob, what did you think about this wonderful match? Yeah, that was, I mean, as far as just a straight-up wrestling match, I think that was the, the best match of the night. Oh, I, mean, like, I would uh, agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, the, like the, the other, you know, the, the Bad Bunny match, which we'll get to later, that was obviously a sports entertainment match. So, yep. and so I think that, you know, that may have just, no, that was the best overall kind of, you know, sports entertainment extravaganza kind of thing. But as far as the best wrestling match of the night, this was it. And mm-hmm. so now, you know, I mean, two shows in a row, we got two women's matches of the year. Um, and you know, two two women's matches of the year that overcame the build-up to the matches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell on that tonight. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're not gonna linger on that. Um, But yeah, so DJ, what did uh, did you have anything to say about that ending? Uh, Yeah, the ending was spectacular. Again, it builds into you know what's next for damage control. Uh, There were two people on this entire card who elevated themselves, raised their stock, and and really had moments. The first of which was Eo Sky. Eo Sky wrote her own ticket, and we always knew she was good. But you know, being saddled with damage control was more, and, and I think a lot of people missed. That yeah, Io Sky had this incredible run in NXT, and she's there's this expectation of her coming in the door, but they're really they've spent the last year introducing her to the main roster, and now 
I think people are ready for EO Sky, like NXT level EO Sky. She showed us that Saturday night. Nothing to be ashamed of. And honestly, no, I, mean, I, think, I think I think that's more the, big, the biggest thing is it, it was the same to be said. Sorry, I just got to jump in. The same can be said for Dakota. This was pairing them with Bailey was so smart, and it like gets them. Um, you know, obviously they kind of had a non-traditional call up, uh, but as it was, but uh, but yeah, it, instead of just letting them drown on their own or you know flounder at least, you know, oh we'll find something for you to do. No, I mean we complained about it at the time, and as it drew drew on, but now looking back. It probably was a good thing for those girls to just be with Bailey on main roster and just get their feet wet because now, like, EO is just primed to go and they could yeah. get Dakota going in about a week and a half, like two weeks. Yeah. So, so I, I, have, I, have a, I have a different take there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think EO was held back because for what, the last eight months, she was stuck in TV matches, short TV matches, and tag team matches. And this this yeah. was the first match where she actually got to where she was where they didn't have to get out of there in ten minutes or less and where she wasn't in tag team. This was the first match where she had to where she actually got to do all of her stuff. Right. And I think yeah. I think she had been I think she well I think she had been handcuffed by that by being in yeah I mean being in the group to introduce her to the roster was fine. But as we've been we've been calling them stormtroopers for the past eight months and because they haven't looked particularly great a lot of times um so for me this is when she finally actually got to to, you know do her stuff i mean right and and now um now of course i mean now the and so for me um yeah i just i mean it, it was fine to introduce them in the group but i think the group going on this long and how they were kind of shoehorned into certain roles. I think over time it was to their detriment. Um, so now I think she has a chance, depending on how they follow things up, of course. Hmm. Now she has a chance to get out there and like do all of her stuff. And right. Well, as always, the key with WWE is the follow-up. And sometimes the follow-up is really good. Other times the follow-up is not great. Yeah. And, Let's um, see. Yeah. And so they have a, but they got a chance to do something here with her, something real with her here. So, um, and just, and I hope, you know, I hope they, again, follow up is crucial, but, um, so, but, you know, this is a very, this was an excellent place. This is an excellent starting point for her, mm-hmm. for whatever's going to be her eventual kind of singles run. Right. Okay. All right. So next up, we had a match that was, it happened. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins defeated Omas with MVP at ringside. I don't know, guys. I don't have much to say here. The match was good. Omas can go. Seth quarterbacked him. And we just learned about this big freak Omas, this big, giant, evil Nigerian monster giant. Oh, my God. In the same vein as Kane and The Undertaker and Big Show, he's supposed to be the big dude. No, dude, just use a super version of your your finisher, and you're fine. That's yeah. Have you noticed that the last few matches he's won, they've they've just done like a super version of their move or some sort of different version of their move, and there you go, we got it, we got us, we got a super curb stomp now. 
Okay, cool. So I guess I know now if Big Omas is going to be in a match against Roman Reigns, oh boy, I might get a spear through the middle rope or like a spear off the top rope or like a he's going to jump over the rope and get him in a guillotine somehow and take him to the floor or take him to the uh, the mat. But he's going to win. Roman know, Reigns uh, getting Omas in a guillotine well, would be fucking epic. Well, that... Uh, Roman climbing him like a telephone pole and then bringing him down to the ground would be amazing. That would be yeah. amazing. Because <laughs> he'd do it, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, but and, and there you go. That would be it. It'd be like, wow, Omas, he might beat the Universal Champion. Oh, wow. No, he just held Roman while Roman climbed him like a tree. And that was really physically impressive. And Roman got a really cool win. And cool. Thanks for coming, Omas. Yeah. Um, got here. I'm I'm out. I'm out on Omas now. I'm out. Yeah. Um You're you are a big show who you are you're a big show during the lean days. You are you are one year away from being question mark man. Matt Riddle as an as a mystery opponent tonight. It's Omas, guys. It's gonna be Omas. Just like it was Big Show Undertaker or Kane. If it's gonna be Big Show Undertaker or Kane, just tell me. Don't put the question mark up. If it's gonna be Omas, just tell me. Um, so, I'm out. I've sold all my Omas stock. Um, I'm kind of on team. What are y'all doing? Like, I thought, look, this match was good. It was, and it was, and as yeah. as as, and as has been the case, mm-hmm. the um, his match almost has been better than people said he was going to be, and the match has been better than people said it was going to be, and MVP was well in the right to, to crow about it on Twitter the next day or the same night or whatever. Um, but he's got to beat somebody. And by somebody, I don't mean Ali. I don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean Johnny Gargano. I don't mean Commander Aziz. Yeah. I, I, that's not what I mean. If you're going to keep putting him in these matches with top level people, Bobby, Brock, Seth Rollins, Braun, if you're going to keep putting him in these matches with those guys, he has to beat one of them. He has to, okay, I mean, you can't keep doing this. And then, because remember I, a few months ago I said about like with Montez Ford, they keep putting him in those showcase matches and he always does a great job, but he doesn't win. Right? Right. It, it's the same thing. You're putting him in these matches with these top people, and Omos does better than people say, think he's going to do, and the match is better than people think it's going to be, but then he loses. And um, and so he has to beat somebody because the rate they're going right now, Roman putting him in the guillotine is is not out of the question. <laughs> okay, I mean, right. at the rate you they're going, it's shit? not out of the question. Of you want to hear this shit? Six months, right? This is um, so bad, guys. Hold on. I to, to Rob's point, let's go backwards in his last match. Like, I'm just going to do 10. I don't know. Seth Rollins defeats Omas at Backlash. Omas defeats Anthony Alness at Monday Night Raw. Omas defeats Elias at a house show. I'm sorry. I'll skip house shows. Omas, Omas defeats Elias on Raw. Brock Lesnar defeats Omas at WrestleMania 39. Omas beats Mustafa Ali at Raw. Omas defeats Zolf Ziggler, and Omas defeats Elias. Omas defeats Mustafa, Mustafa, Mustafa. Bobby Lashley defeats Omas. Bobby Lashley defeats Omas. Bobby Lashley defeats Omas. 
every single time he runs into a big dude, it's over. It's over. It's, yeah. it's just bo- it's just boring now. It's like I don't I don't care. He's gonna get in a cool match, and like I don't know the promo stuff and the build to the match doesn't really do anything for me. I like MVP just fine. I think his time is now. I'm we're gonna get into what are we doing here territory with MVP too, Rob. Uh, and yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Okay. So. Anybody else got anything on Omas? I don't have much to add. I agree with both of you. It's like, what are we doing with this guy? Did as a as the biggest Seth Rollins mark in the room? Did the fan in me want Omas to win? Absolutely not. You know, I want Seth to win everything. I'm a, I'm a super mark for Seth. I called last week for Omas to win this one because he needed to. And for you know, Jason's checking out on the guy, and we, we've, you know, spoken at length at, about Omos, and I think it's time that a certain pocket of the internet give him his flowers. The guy's good. He's a good, yeah. big dude. He yes, really he is. is. He really is. And even if other people are quarterbacking his way through these matches, he's listening. He's right. listening. Yes. He's following direction. He's doing everything he's supposed to do. He looks good out there until he doesn't. And the doesn't isn't him, it's the booking. Right. You know, like it's, yeah, and he's not getting lost out there. No, he's not. No, no he's out there. He's, he's looking like he should be out there. Because there was a time when, you know, we were looking at him, like he started off really hot. And then there was a mm-hmm. period of time where his training kind of lagged. And, you know, the, the pandemic was to blame for that. Um, he just, he didn't get a whole lot of training time. And then there was a window where he was just having to go. So he plateaued and we were having a discussion about, okay, maybe this guy's on the clock, maybe. And then he went out and he had a great match with Braun. And then he mm-hmm. continued to have great matches after that, proving that, that he's a commodity. But if we're going to invest in the commodity, you got to give us something to invest in. And right now, WWE is not. How many more times can we go to the, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar's out there. Oh my gosh, it's a moss. Well, you know, okay, it's a moss. You know, yeah. who, ca- who cares? So, well, I think the most frustrating thing is, as we've been saying to this guy, like, hey, we'll give him a chance. You know, he's going to get better. He's going to do this. And they've put kind of every single piece in place. I don't think we're at the final version of Omas, but like the gear with the hood and the entrance and the music and MVP there and all that stuff. They He's coalescing. He's coming into something. You got to give him a little help in the booking department, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, and Seth didn't need that. I mean, yes, it would have been silly to be like, hey, Seth lost, but he's still in the World Heavyweight Championship title tournament, and Omas isn't. I don't know. I guess you could put Omas in, put them both in, and have Omas lose. You're not afraid of that. I mean, I, I guess I, I, I just kind of wonder, like, I mean, yes, it was a good, entertaining match, but I, I do kind of, my kind of question is, why did y'all do this? Why did y'all make this match? Because. Yeah, this was just the one of the odd matches of the night. Like, like, this like was why? Like, why this? Because like, you had one guy who yeah. really needs to win, and then another guy who doesn't need to lose anymore, <laughs> right? With Seth. Yeah. And yeah, and he's gonna get zero from this win. Right. He gets nothing. I mean, because I mean, this because it didn't. It's not like this didn't really propel him in the world title tournament or anything. Uh, it just <laughs> no. I mean, it was it was like a, it was like a two K match. You're doing universe mode, and this, it just pops up, and you say, okay, I'll play it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's move on because so, we've already talked yeah, about this on. match longer than the match was. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, exactly. The match was, what, you know, 10 minutes. Um, so an even shorter match actually followed it up because uh, we had a uh, kind of a little sprint. Austin Theory uh, defeated his challengers for his United States Championship, those challengers being uh, Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. I mean, I kind of call, uh, I don't know. It's fine. The Austin Reed keeps on chugging. Or Austin Reed. I'm like, what the hell? I'm Austin too Reed, many man. basketball. Austin Reeves. Too much basketball. He's a player on the Lakers. Austin Reeves. That's who I was thinking of. Steve, Steve Austin and Kona Reeves had a kid. Is that what happened here? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Exactly. And he plays for the Lakers. Austin Theory. Uh, yeah, the Austin ch- train keeps on chugging, guys. Austin's good. I'm sorry. This was right in the middle of the match, and the Celtics were winning. Uh, the, the game, and the Celtics were winning. Rob? Um, it was fine. I guess I'm kind of done with the, you know, steal the pin finish for the, um, triple threat matches, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's happened a little few, few, two times too many for me. To um, be fair, Rob, you say you play 2k a lot. How do you win triple threats? Because that's how I win every single time. Well, okay, well, that's playing 2K. Yes, yes, I throw the per- I throw the third person out of the ring, and then I pin the second person. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's almost like there's a formula to win a triple threat match, and that might be it's the formula. It's like there's a strategy in sports <laughs> where I'm like, hey, let me just hold on to this <clears throat> finisher until one of these bobos hits their the other guy with their finisher, and then I just pick the bones. Pretty much what I do. I wear one guy out on the outside with a chair, then put him through the announcer's table, slide back in the ring, and, you know, mop up the other guy. Yeah, I go. mean, I guess, I don't know. Like, you could do a thing where, you know, the two people. Especially if it's Austin. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just, okay. I mean, it, it fits him to win that way. It's just, you know, yeah, I'm just, you know. Rob, how many times did the honky tonk man win? A match for uh, yeah, some I, bullshit I, yes, finish. I, I agree. Yes, it's just <laughs> I agree. It's just um it's awesome. Do you know what you're watching? You know what? Look, he's in there with two people. He's in there with two people who I like a whole lot more. Than him. I know, I know. I'm dude, I'm busting okay, your that's, okay. If he did the same thing, if he was in there with, you know, I don't know, if he was in there with two guys I didn't like and he won that way, it'd been fine. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. It's just two guys you, know, you like way more than this dude. Yeah, yeah. No, just, uh, yeah, Rob. So, are you saying? Wait a minute. The heel did something heel-ish, and yeah. you are upset about that heel action, correct? Yes. It's yes. Almost so like you that got work, brother. Yes. He did his yes. job. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No. No different than when that damn superhero lady, you know, <laughs> stole the woman's privilege. Ever back to the right. superhero. <laughs> when the superhero lady healed it up with her Money in the Bank briefcase. That's right. And that's why she got put down like a dog a month later. According to my girlfriend, <laughs> Tina, the money in the bank cash-in is, is a heel move, no matter who you are, because she's still pissed that Big E won it the way he did. She just, she still is. I still hear about that. If he was so tough, he wouldn't have done it like that. I'm like, he spent the whole night telling you he was going to do it. Well, but, yeah, that's lots of, but lots of outsiders, man. You just don't quite get it. It's like, no, that's he is playing by the rules. Biggie is playing by the rules. He's not breaking yeah. any rules. Well, no, it's a, it's a fair take to have. He's doing this the most honorable way he possibly can, aside from being like, hey, here's my contract. I'll see you Monday. And then why not? Why even bother win the stupid friggin' thing? Wow. So, 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tina, I, I love that she got work. That, but it's so upsetting. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, uh, we had a where, where were we? We were talking about uh, we were still on Lash and um, yeah. What's I mean, yeah, no, we're done. It was fine. It was fine. You know, that it was fine. I, Austin. When I say matches, I probably won't be in any hurry to watch again. That's like one of them. I mean, no. I mean, it was only six minutes. You could probably you could watch it while making dinner. So, and then in the emotional impact moment of the night, we had one Zelina Vega uh, challenging the SmackDown Women's Champion Rhea Ripley in a hometown match for uh, Zelina. She came out in, you know, Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican garb and had a big Puerto Rican cape flag and all that stuff. And it was awesome. Like the moment you want to talk about the crowd being electric. Yeah. Like. That was a full like circle moment kind of about the whole thing about how, you know, we discussed, you know, wrestling to surprise of some, myself included, is huge in Puerto Rico. And, you know, she is a, you know, daughter of the island and she's out there in the goddamn WWE. And here she is back in the in a WWE ring in the middle of her home country. You know, that's pretty damn cool. So um yeah it's it's just awesome man so uh i i want to talk about that moment a little bit dj uh yeah just absolutely incredible for her to get this the emotion like i i had tears in my eyes for her just listening to that crowd reaction and seeing what this meant to her and i've been invested in selena vega for a while um when i saw her little story about her dad and 9 11 and you know, it just it gives me chills just thinking about it now that, you know, she was on the phone with the guy minutes before the tower fell. You know, he was in one of the towers. He knew what was coming. He called his family. He said goodbye. And that just that has always touched me on a very deep level. Um, so I've always rooted for her. Um, always thought she was just a spunky, fun on-screen character. She's delivered in every role they've given her. And then a couple of years ago, she was released. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? And then they brought her back like literally months later. So I'm like, okay, so obviously somebody sees value in there. And Saturday night, we got to see that value come to fruition for her to have this this incredible moment in front of her people, in front of her peers, and to go out looking like a winner was just an absolute incredible story. And WWE did that thing that they always do and credit to Rhea Ripley, where there's there's a moment or three in that match where you think they just might do the thing. Like, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, Rhea's winning this. I know this. But when I remove that for, like, a couple of moments in that match, I'm like, wait a minute. This might happen tonight. You know, they might actually blow the roof off this place here. And then at the end of that, like, at the end of the match, man, that Rhea hits, just hits an absolute blaster of a riptide. And and Zelina Vega just went out like a just a a complete superhero, and it was amazing, just amazing moment. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that final riptide was. Oh my god, I thought she killed her. That little that poor because you know it. She she doesn't weigh anything. Like one of Rhea's thighs probably weighs half yeah. of what Zelina Vega weighs, and for her right. to just splatter I... on the mat like that. Oh, dude, that was the second one was just brutal. Uh, Rob, what did you have for the whole uh, the moment? And, oh, the moment. Uh, I mean, it pre was, and post match. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, that was, you know, I mean, that was huge. And 
again, you know, like, again, y'all know I don't do that. You deserve it very often. Um, she deserved every bit of that, that reception that mm-hmm. she got before and after the match. Um, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. And I'm always a sucker for people kind of getting caught up in the moment and tearing up a little bit or whatever because of just how, you know, you know, they get it. Well, somebody gets out there and they just get that big rush of, you know, wow, this is, you know, I can't believe I'm actually here doing this. Um yeah. So I mean that, that always gets me. Um any you know, match was it was a good match. Um I never had any doubt how it was gonna go. Um but they did a good job and it was just it was great to see her just get to do that. And um Yeah. Man, it just I wish she was five inches taller. No, I mean, yeah, speaking of her speaking size, of, I mean, I think her size yeah. works against her sometimes. It does. I mean, it, it does. And it's just if she was five inches. Yeah. I mean, if she was five inches taller, we'd be having a much it's different the, conversation about her. It's um, the poster argument. You can't put her on the poster against Charlotte for WrestleMania. No. And it's like you just can't. And that's well, just the reality put, of it. And you put her on the poster. But when they actually got in the ring. Yeah. You know, yeah. You could you could put her on the poster. But in the poster, the she's posing for the poster. She's standing on a couple of milk crates. Uh, she's doing the Tom Cruise thing. Yeah. You know, somebody's yeah. standing in a hole. Well, I'm with the superhero ladies, right? I mean, you know, all jokes yeah. aside about the, the briefcase and all of that. I mean, they got in the ring together and it was like, really? Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, Charlotte's a foot taller than Nikki Cross. Yeah, I mean, um... That actually was when the superhero gimmick helped, because that helped the whole punching up image. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and she got stepped oh, on. Oh, up, Rob. God, he's cool. He's still hey, hey, about hey. that. You, you <laughs> gave me a fastball over the middle, sir. <laughs> I, I, so it seemed like he lobbed that one in. Actually, there was no fastball there. Hey, I'm sorry, yeah, that, that, right? was, that was 85 miles an hour, right over yeah. Okay, right and, over it, was pra- it was practically a t-ball shot, sir. Meatball. Yeah. Um, but so getting into the match, dude. Uh, I think Zelina Vega needed to remind people that yes, she manages 90% of the time on this roster, and uh, but she, I dare say, if you put the WWE NXT roster in totality. On a piece of paper with a women's roster, I would put Zelina Vega in the top half, and I'm speaking conservatively. Um, so yeah. yes. she reminded people that she is damn good at this wrestling thing, and Rhea is continuing her uh, renaissance after whatever other whatever baby legs plague thing plagued her. Because I want to go back a little bit to when she first showed up on the main roster, and she was here for a while. She looked lost. Like, it was, we talked about it on this show. You can go back. Like, she had deer, not quite deer in the headlights, but she was definitely the young kid, the puppy dog. Like, hey, I'm here in the big city now. And by God, now we're, she's, she's running the joint, man. Isn't that the point? I mean, she was like 22, 23 years old when they pulled her up. Now, I mean, she was a girl. She was a girl. Now we're talking about a woman. 
Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. we're talking about someone who's matured. And, and that's why, you know, I as much as in the moment I may have hated Charlotte beating her at WrestleMania a couple of years ago, it was the right call because it made mm-hmm. this year's WrestleMania mean that much more because a fully evolved Rhea Ripley walked into WrestleMania this year. Yep. Right. And it was it was very cool. Very cool growth, and that uh, that match did. That's character development, boys that. and girls. Right, and so you, you yes, get, it is. And you don't get that if you give the the dorks on the internet what they want. Right, exactly. Oh, oh, well, then let's just have Rhea just win the title as soon as she gets up to the main roster. No, and no. Prove this was what? better, guys. This was better. Yeah, we're here this run now. Has been it's much okay. better than her first run was. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, all the flowers to both those girls because they yep. they did great stuff. Anybody want to talk about the actual match, Rob? Go. No, I mean it was. Um, I mean the venue and the crowd kind of made the match. I mean otherwise it elevated that, that match. Yeah, I mean it was yep. otherwise. I mean it would have been a good TV main event. Not it wouldn't have been yep. a throwaway TV match. It would have been a good TV main event match. If if this if you'd run the same match on TV, it would have been a good TV main event match. But the the crowd and the atmosphere, you know, made it, you know, you know, kind of bigger and better. I'd say. Yeah. I agree. And and they played to that because you can look at Rhea because Rhea's like okay again for all the reasons we said this girl's half my size, you know I'm gonna toss this little lady around and have my way with her all night long, and then Zelina got some shots in on her and Rhea's like wait a minute maybe I need to take this serious. And then when time came to get serious, the match was over. And and that's the way that one should have played out. And I I thought it was a great match. Like I said, a fantastic uh, Raw or SmackDown main event and a good premium live event event match. Yep, I'd agree with that. I mean, let's be fair. I mean, this podcast is never going to rip on Rhea Ripley or Zelina Vega. But to be fair to us, I think we, we... Showed that we we do call folks out, but both of them showed out, showed up, and they have shown amazing growth, and that's what it's all about. So, uh, moving on to our next match, we had the San Juan Street Fight between Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I oh, I can't even. I can't even. It, it, Bad Bunny is way too freaking good at this. First of all, um, again, when you talk like, and it's not just oh he can do a, a you know a Puerto Rican destroyer. No, dude, he can sell. He can emote. He knows when to go. Like he knows when to turtle. He knows when to like uh, to sell something. He knows when to like. Okay, now move on to the next thing. Like it's 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 so. I get. I forget that he's not a wrestler sometimes. It's it's the successful thing of like, you know, when I'm watching a Harrison Ford movie, I in the back of my head, I know it's Harrison Ford. But if I'm really into Empire Strikes Back one day, that's just Han Solo. I'm not watching Bad Bunny celebrity wrestler, you know, celebrity guest appearance match. I'm watching Bad Bunny, kid who grew up loving professional wrestling and crotch chopping people as he walked around the island and all this stuff, and now finally get an opportunity to do this and just blowing the doors off of it. So, yeah, and dude, that, yeah, well, you guys, I'll let somebody else talk about his uh, his entrance, but the crowd was 
incredible. Rob, does, Rob, do you want to talk about that entrance uh, and look, the attribute a, he did? That is a top five entrance ever. Um, <clears throat> ever I might mean, be strong. You walk out in the stadium and the entire stadium is singing your song. Exactly. It, and, ten, I'll give it. I'll give you ten. And I mean, you know, and well, fact, I mean, they're singing his song that he did. He made right, right. Like, that he you know, wrote the, like right. They're, they're not, not, you know, they're not singing the wrestler entrance music, right? No, they're not um, singing "Sexy Boy." Right. They're. I mean, they're singing. I mean, I mean, just imagine you walk out there. This whole crowd is singing your song, and you're walking out there to kick somebody's ass. I mean. Yep. And you know you're gonna win too. Right. <laughs> um. And so, I mean, that was, I mean, look, I mean, and like a lot of people, I've played that, that one minute, that minute and a half of him walking to the ring and played that over like a hundred times already. <laughs> I mean, um, it's so cool. Yeah. I, I yeah. liked how they followed him through the tunnel. Yeah. That like was cool. just him walking out, kendo stick in hand, like a warrior going into battle. And then, was, as contrived and silly as the cart full of weapons is, he made that look actually look cool. And when he said, hold up, oh, no, yep. oh, not done, hold up, I got some more. And he walked over <laughs> to the cart and pulled off the cover. And, you know, um, you know, and, and, and like I said, he, I mean, he sells stuff. Um, and, like okay, if I were to contrast him with Logan Paul, I think sometimes Logan Paul looks like a guy who learned how to do a bunch of stuff. Yep. And I think Bad Bunny didn't doesn't look like he learned how to do a bunch of stuff, but he learned how to work or how to fight. Well, didn't Bad Bunny rent an apartment in Orlando and go to like spend like three or four months at the PC? In preparation for his tag match with Damian Priest at WrestleMania a couple years ago. Yeah. Now I don't know. I don't know who he worked with though, because Logan Paul worked with Shawn Michaels. Right. And right. so, and you can you can see, you know, the, some of the Shawn Michaels in him. Yeah. The way he re- does his matches. Um, I don't know who Bad Money worked yeah. with. Um, but word on the street is that uh, Brian Kendrick worked with him and um, Damian Priest on that match. Oh, okay. I didn't even know Brian Kendrick was part of the WWE system anymore. I thought he was real. And I could be, if I'm wrong on that, somebody will correct me. Yeah. But I want to say did, I read that I the no other day. I did hear that as well, that Brian Kendrick had um, helped them train for that match. But um, I think, but you. He's, and he's not, he's not employed for WWE anymore. So I think oh, that okay. was just a, hey, they, maybe him and Damien are friends. I don't know. Um, but I think, well, but see, Logan, and well, Logan Paul's a better athlete, obviously. So. You, I mean, they should train differently, right? right. I mean, um, you, you know, Bad Bunny should not be out here doing, you know, try to do, you know, strength springboard buckshot lariats and that type of stuff. He's not that type of athlete. So it makes sense for him to train differently how to work a match. Right. Um, and what I really liked about it, you know, again, it was a street fire, so he had all the weapons and everything, but all the weapon stuff was good. It all made sense. There was nothing silly, you know, cause look, I've grown to hate table spots now because now, you know, it takes them five minutes to pull the table out from under the ring, five more minutes to set it up. And then the person has to lay there. The other person has to lay there while they're doing all of that. 
then they got to get the person on the table. Then they got to lay there while they climb to the top. You know, and so I've grown to kind of not like table spots in these matches now. Um, and so thankfully they did not have one except for the when yeah, the one he he took the um what he got I forgot the broken arrow. Yeah, and but yeah. but that was through a thing that was already set up. Right. Right. They didn't make they didn't make you sit there and wait five minutes for them to set up this big contraption to do it, right? Um, but all the weapon stuff was good, all the weapon stuff made sense. Um, you know, priest, I mean they worked the match exactly how you should have worked it, because I mean Bad Bunny should not just run up on Damien Priest and take him down. Like, you know, I mean Priest shrugged, shrugged him off a bunch of times. Um, Bad Bunny had to come up with some kind of clever outs or clever angles to get the advantage. Um, so, you know, all the, and, you know, so all of that was really good. Um, and of course we, we can't, we can't not talk about all the, all the run-ins because, oh my God. Oh God. Yeah. And we, and we said it was going to be to, you know, have a bunch of run. We said that anyway, and this was exactly the match to do it. And so all they the run-ins. They did not disappoint. Outside. It's like they listened to the pot, the podcast and they were like, bet. Yeah. Yeah. Just good. I mean, this was the match to do it. Right. Oh, hell and, yeah. Um, you know, Savio Vega and Carlito. I popped so hard for Savio Vega. I called for Savio last week, and I popped so hard when he came out, man. Yeah. That was awesome. And, and Carlito, um, that was fun. Yeah, I think nobody expected Carlito. No, but, Carlito, uh, I didn't say, and it makes sense because he's one of, Col- is he one of Cologne's kids or grandkids? Uh, Carlos. I forget, but. Yeah, he's related. He's a, he's a Cologne family member. So right, when then, he came out, I was like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot about that one. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was good stuff. Oh, it it was excellent. It was it was excellent, and it was all well timed and well done. Um, and so for me, I mean, yeah, um, like I said, the opening match was the best wrestling match. I think this was the best overall kind of sports entertainment extravaganza. Yeah. Of the night, and I'll even go as far. This yeah. this might be like the best. We talk about sports entertainment matches. That's probably look. I'd say right now it's the sports entertainment match of the year. I'd say so. Yeah. I I probably would agree. So, um I did Yeah, a uh, couple things. One, after Saturday night, Damian Priest is a made man. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. That dude, like like I said, given a bad bunny all the flowers in the world. The guy looked incredible. Damian Priest was given a job to do, and he 1,000% understood the assignment Saturday night. Yep. He just he absolutely did everything that anybody could have asked him to do to perfection. And just his work, Bunny's work, the production of the whole thing, the run-ins, the weapons, that match really was perfect. Like, there's, there's only one thing about that match, and I'll bitch about it in a minute, and we can either talk about it now mm-hmm. or talk about it at the end of the show. How in the fuck did this match not close the show? Yes. How was this not the main event? With everything that they threw out there, with Carlito, with the LWO, with Savio Vega, with the run-ins, with everything that was going on in this, and and two hometown boys, one of them being the biggest music star in the industry today. How was this not the main event? Right. Because Cody is the main character of Monday Night Raw. But, I okay. don't give a fuck, and I love Cody, but there, goddamn, man, well, you're uh, in Puerto Rico with yeah. their Cody boy. Is the main character of their boy. I, I, no, no, this is no, this is you. You do the hometown thing here. 
Yeah, I understand, guys. I'm with you. I am. I am. If I'm booking this thing, guess what? Bad Bunny goes on last. But I'm telling you who is booking this thing, and I'm telling you why it happened that way. And I'm and I'm here to say that I'm I'm. You know, all three of us are here Hunter, to say, Hunter, you screwed up this one. Yes. Now, correct. did it diminish my enjoyment of the show? Absolutely no, not. No. But I was literally when I and, and the crowd was just invested. They ate it all up. That crowd was yeah, again and, Puerto um, Rico. Thank and you. And honestly, if like to to support that point, I get it. Don't close the show with Brock Lesnar, especially like busted open Brock Lesnar and all that stuff. You want to close the show with that. But I don't know, even like after the cheap little roll-up win, which we'll get into in a second, I'm just like, eh, did you really close the show with that? Like, yeah. I totally understand if Brock pulled Cody limb from limb, or for God's sake, even if the if Cody just, one, straight did the three crossroads and then boom, okay, I get why you closed the show with that instead of Bad Bunny and whatnot, but ooh, 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 we'll yeah. get to that in a little while. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, get to that. Yeah. Um, um, but so let's rip the bandaid off. Deej, what did you not like about this beautifully wonderful show that was able to distract me from the black hole that is my Boston Celtics? Uh, I, did I? I can't say I disliked anything. I can say I would disagree with the order of the matches. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest should have closed the show. The, the show as a whole, I, there wasn't one. Even the even the triple threat match, which was short, I think that may have got cut for time. I, I just yeah. that matched the way it played out. I feel like it got cut short. Yeah. Um. But all in all, I I, I love the the, the 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 SmackDown Women's Championship match. I love the Raw Women's Championship match. Um. It, it, yeah. I, I can't find a bad thing. And and I getting into what's going to be the next match. These guys, unfortunately, the biggest story in WWE today became the dead spot. Match of the night. It yeah. really and became the was, dead spot match of the night because I, be, yeah. I know a match happened. I know yeah. there were six guys in that match, and there's six guys that I like very much. I barely remember the finish. Like I know Sola ended up oh, hitting I, um, Matt Riddle with the spike. Well, but, I, the Riddle, the the finish actually helped them. Like I don't know, it it, it told the story. I I did like it. It did, you know, with him, you know, uh, teasing a turn on Jay and almost hitting Jay with the spike. I remember all that. But everything in between that and the intros, I don't remember so, much of. So to catch up to where we are, because we're scatterbrains, we are <clears> moving <throat> on to the next event, uh, the next Mindless match. Wrestling Podcast. Know it, <laughs> love it, and at this point, I mean, you you know the deal. Yeah, we're, you made it an hour into the show, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know you know where we're at right now. So we have the Bloodline, which consisted of Solo, Sikoa, Jay Uso, and Jimmy Uso defeating Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn in the, you know, you better, you boys better win this one for Roman Reigns or he's going to whoop all your asses and Solo's going to spike you both the Usos to hell and blah, blah, blah. We got a stay of execution, boys, because dumb old Matt Riddle grabbed Jay and said, oh, I'm going to get you and didn't see Jay tag Solo. And Jay hit, uh, excuse me, uh, I might have been Jimmy, but uh, it, uh, he hit, sorry, Matt Riddle hit Jimmy or Jay with the Bo Derek and then went for the pin. And then unfortunately, 
Uso's not the legal man anymore. Solo is. And Riddle, as soon as he realizes that fact, looks up from his pinning predicament and sees a, solo, a Samoan spike headed directly for his carotid artery. And bingo, bango, bongo. Bloodline wins. And so we will have, see what happens on Friday, but we might get a stay of execution. I don't think like we do. I, I don't predicted. Think we do. There was a lot of shit going on. Uh-huh. In Y'all, y'all thought, y'all thought Jimmy and Jay were going to get taken out to pasture, and they still might. But, hey, Solo Sokoa for the win, saves the bloodline, hold, the glue that holds the bloodline together, sent by the uh, the tribal elders. God bless him, Solo Sokoa. DJ, what'd you have on this match? Um... Like I said, I don't remember much of it other than the finish. <laughs> um, you know, it, like it, it just unfortunately so, after that last match, anything that was coming up after that was going to be easily kind of forgettable, and that sucks yeah. because I recall there being some really good stuff in this match. The but this really was something building towards the finish. Like everything that yeah. happened bell to bell didn't matter. It's what happened at the end that's what mattered. Um, right. We got a six day stay of execution for Jimmy and Jay. Um, what I found interesting was Jay was very distraught at the end of the match between, you know, over what happened with him and solo Jimmy's grinning from ear to ear. Like, Hey, we won like Jimmy yep. completely oblivious to the fact that solo almost slaughtered Jay Uso. Right. Um, and Jimmy's just like, Hey guys, we won. We won. He's like, Yahoo. He's like, you know, he's, he, he's like, yay team, you're rah-rah, and, you know, Solo and Jay are looking at each other like, no, nah, we're not rah-rah, pal. You know, they're, 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 yeah. there's, there's stuff, and there's stuff yeah. that we're going to have to discuss with the wise man and the tribal chief on Friday night. It's going to be a long, long week for the Usos, my friend. Yeah, and we are, we are, now that the draft is fully in effect, we are right back to, I don't know, what do you call us, uh, Samoan Telenova, but we are right back to that on Friday nights, my friends. So, Rob, what do you have here for the uh, the old triple threat or six-man tag? Honestly, I didn't care. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, to me... It is all about what's next. No, it's just, I, I didn't care. I mean, because, look, they they they, they did... Just I'm looking like the past month was just kind of overkill. I mean, because look, all right, we got on April 7th, we had Riddle, we had Sammy versus Jay. April 10th, we had KO versus Solo. April 14th, we had Riddle versus Solo. Oh, dude, this this reeks of like 2010 to like when I started watching again, like 2014, 2015, 2016, where guys would just get in a program and they'd just be locked in for like yeah, and, um, three you know, months and they'd be wrestling every single night. It's just like, all right, we can't do any more combinations. This is kind of boring. Find new dance partners. Yeah, and um, you know, and then you know, the 17th, they got in the brawl. The 21st, Riddle versus Solo. The 24th, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was some backstage stuff with all the six of them. And then the 28th, it was, you know, Kevin and Sammy versus, I mean, not the, 20, yeah, the 28th, it was Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos, the, re, the big rematch. And then, you know, May 1st, um, 
Well, he had Seth versus Solo, but then Kevin and Sammy ran in at the end. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just this was a this was a 2K mode rivalry. Yeah. Um, yep. This was a 2K universe mode rivalry where you have, you know, where you just let the computer take the wheel for three months. Yeah, and then and then, and then you, yeah, and then it ends with the pay per view match, and I, I yep. just I didn't care. Um, the match was like 22 minutes. It was too damn long. Um, like you said, Honestly, this match was this all. Feud, this feud needed a nice little epilogue in the two weeks after WrestleMania, but that was it. Yeah, either that or they needed to just take a break from each other and then like circle back a month or two later, right. uh, one or the other. And um, but they, and it's not just that they kept going; it's just they were on both brands on every show. Yep. And yep. um, so I didn't care. The match was over twenty. It was twenty-two minutes. It was too long. They could have chopped five or ten minutes off of it and gotten the same result. Because like y'all said, it was the, the only thing that was important was the finish and how it unfolded. Um, I yeah, I didn't care. And then when I the few minutes I was actually paying attention, they got really indie-rific, and I was just like, oh, what is this shit? Yeah, it, it got you a know. little su- it got a little uh, super kick party-ish, and I and see, like, and and so uh, you know, hey, Sammy and Kevin doses. In well, Sammy doses, and Kevin and the Usos, is okay. I mean, well. You know, because you know, Ko likes to get he, Ko likes to get indie riffic. If you if you don't if you don't stop him, right? yeah. Um, he, he, um it I just, mean, he it, did ask someone to he. I'm I'm fully convinced this is his idea, but he did ask someone to hit him with a golf cart once. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get in here and dig on something because I you know I I have to be fair and I do this when when AEW does this or anybody for that matter stupid spots. There was a spot towards the end of the match where Sami Zayn is cooking, and he's got everybody on the ropes, and he's got the Usos, and he's got Jimmy half down in one corner and Jay half down in the other corner, and Sami Zayn goes to the top rope. And both Usos get up, and they're getting ready to hit him with something, so Sami just jumps. Why? He got hit with a double super kick. And it's one of those it's one of those contrived spots that we bitch about a lot. And WWE doesn't do it often, but it was just it was one of those spots where I'm looking at it and I'm like, why? Like, why jump? You're there, you've got one on this side of the ring, one in that corner, you're jumping into the middle of the ring. What are we doing? And and, and like I said, I, I love Sami Zayn. I hate I hate picking apart those little things, but that was definitely something that just stood out at to me, is like this glaring. Okay, I got to say something about that. Yeah, and mm. it's like the match they had at WrestleMania. You could excuse when they got a little extra with that stuff because of the moment and the magnitude right. of it and all. Um, just you know, I think, I think this, this reeked of like you said, Rob. We've done this twice a week since WrestleMania. We ran out of <laughs> shit else? to do. We <laughs> ran out of stuff to do. How do we make this fresh? And Saturday night didn't feel fresh. Dog, no. I swear to God, they've done the, hey, I missed the tag and get whacked by the spike before. Yeah. I swear. Maybe they haven't, and I'm just imagining it, but. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean. They've done the miss the tag spot a lot, actually, whether it's a 1D or a small and spike right. or whatever. But they've really leaned on that. In any case, I don't want to bury the, this anymore because it's full of guys I like and Matt Riddle. So, anyway, we're going to go on to the main event. We had the main event. We had Cody Rhodes in a battle of honor against Brock Lesnar. 
So, and, you know, this was the moment for Cody. They were building it. This is, you know, a date. I forget who said it, but they set the stage the way we fucking do. Well, Brock get Lesnar, you know, beating Brock Lesnar, you're that's he's a gatekeeper. You are if you beat Brock Lesnar, you're now on another plane as a superstar. So he backed into it? Kinda? By hook, by crook, by whatever. And yes, obviously it's it's leading to a bigger match. Um but I, I, I still got to say the hero, I know it was smarts and it was wrestling and he out wrestled Brock Lesnar, gold medal, Olympic, you know, NCAA champion, Greco-Roman wrestler, Brock Lesnar. He out wrestled that dude. Cool. Still looked dorky because of the the entertainment, the format of entertainment that you have shown me for the past Oh my god, eight years, Christ, um, that I've been back into this shit. Eight years. Matches like that end in finishers. Matches like that end in pins. Matches like that ends in a guy tapping the mat like his life depended on it. Not this little, like, oh, okay, I'll tap out on you. That a match ends with, um, let's call it, you know, uh, it ends with Thanos disintegrating. So, and yes, I was mad at it at the time, but obviously we saw quite quickly Monday night that developed into a whole nother thing. So, Rob, before I go off the rails, because I really love Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, and the match was fucking awesome. So, let's get that out of the way right out. The finish yeah. just kind of stunk. Rob, um, go ahead. I love the match up until the finish. Um, Cody jumping him before the bell makes great stuff. I'll, I was so happy he did that because this is a blood feud, right? You don't yeah, come no. out there and do your full entrance and stand in the ring and shake, not shake hands, but you know, no, you don't do all, you shouldn't, that's, this is not, not the match where you do all of that, right? This is the match where, you know, this guy jumped you and beat the shit out of you and all of that. And he's been, and then he's been kind of ducking and dodging you and kind of mocking you for, you know, for the weeks after that. So, no, this is a match where, yes, you absolutely run out there and you jump on his ass, you know, and you and you don't you know, you don't you don't do the code of honor or whatever. Right. I mean, so it made perfect sense for him to just run out there and jump on Brock before the bell and attack him and and all of that. Um, I thought it was it was it was great. I thought the, the, the blood was perfectly done. That is how you do blood in a match. Um, You know, and then. Now it was hard way and look it was okay it was it was obviously it was intentional it's just I think it it, it we got it a little more than maybe they expected to I but, think it got more uh, bloody than they anticipated but it Rock but it was you know, it was it was I think it was absolutely a planned spot and they planned to get you know to get color and all of that um but that was perfectly done I just I hated that finish, and I, some people tried to explain it away, like, "Well, it's obviously the setup, you know." Da, 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 da. Um, and it was, but I, but still, no. It, to me, I didn't. Still, I look back. But okay, Brock won, and see, and okay, he's that's an it's a banana peel finish. 
Exactly. And you and don't, it's you, not. You it's not. And say, I'll, I'll talk in a minute. You guys say your well, piece. Okay, I don't okay, think okay. it was a banana peel finish. Okay, not not quite. That's okay. not how you beat a gatekeeper. That's but, you don't beat Goro via a, t- a countout. Okay, but look, you okay, don't beat. This is somebody that that Roman Reigns had to get Jimmy and Jay to help bury under a table to win a last man standing match, right? That was uh, after Roman. That was after Brock dumped the ring on him, though. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, um, still, I mean, it, and okay, it wasn't a banana peel finish, but Brock should uh, at, at this point in his career, Brock should not fall for that, right? Yeah, it's the, and it, it's the same problem when they do with Shayna Baszler. At this point in her career, she should not be falling for that over and over, right? And he should not fall for that. And also, but, and also, as, also, it's not the least bit realistic that even that Cody could hold him down for three seconds that way. No, Brock that, should have just been like limp that he like lost. He got vertigo and didn't even realize his shoulders were on the mat. The fact that he was like actually struggling to get out. It's like, no, yeah, dude. no, that, that's just Brock Lesnar. Who's been right. busted open. But that's Lesnar, he's literally tasting his own blood. Think you held that dude down for a count of three. Think Hold about me. what you're watching, though, and think about it. In you got to got to take off your thinking cap and put on your fan cap for a minute. Go back to Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart. Steve Austin didn't tap out to the sharpshooter. He lost so much blood that he passed out. Well, and this that, is what then, you're looking at with Brock well, Lesnar. He lost so yeah, much yeah, blood. Hold on. No, it's not. because no, it Cody held him down. But if, that's the point. He lost so much blood. He either, like I said, I'm looking at this from what I'm watching on TV. Look me in the digital eye and tell me at that point, Stone Cold Steve Austin was at the same plane as current Brock Lesnar. No, that's not the point, though. That's not the All point. Right. The dude was bleeding out. A whole different okay, being. You're talking about You're talking about Kintaro. Here's what you do. I'm not talking about smoke. Get out of here. Here's what. No. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. All right. Yes. He, he's he's bleeding out. And so do you know what you have him do? Since he's bleeding out, have him have have him pass out. He's got him in the Kimura lock. He's trying to make him tap. Cody won't tap. And then Brock just have him. He just have him pass out from losing blood. I mean, that's I'm okay. Like I said, in the moment, I was like, what the Frankly, fuck was that? Frankly, with him busted open like that, I'd buy the triple the triple crossroads and then a Cody cutter. Like, hit, I, it, hit it, bang, 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 bang. I think, okay, you, but, you, could, you could play up the blood loss into him, that, like, kind of losing consciousness or something. Just right? have him stagger around for one minute before the finish. Like, and then, so yeah, that, can't, that's, that's fine, but they didn't do that. He didn't pass out or half pass out. Eh, I'm not going to breathe heavy about it like you guys are. No, I mean, but it's it's fine. fine. I'm going to breathe heavy about it. I'm doing it. Okay. Well, okay. I, I'm, I'm breathing heavy. We don't do it often, so we're allowed. Okay. Un- look, understand. Okay. I'm not going to breathe heavy about this six months later. Okay. No. If you ask me about this next year, I'm not going to breathe heavy about it. I'm breathing nope. heavy about it tonight. I'm getting it all out here, okay? All right. Yeah. You guys and can have they, it. And when they have, you know, an absolutely fantastic match in Saudi and either, you know, Cody hits him with the triple Cody cutter and the quadruple, you know, flipping disaster uh, kick, crossroads, yeah. disaster kick, and then a crossroads, and then blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Fine. Thing, sure. Whatever. 
one thing I loved, and a lot of people on my timeline, I don't know if you guys are seeing this, a lot of people complaining about Cody jumping Brock in, in the beginning of this match. And I'm like questioning like what Rob said. Do you understand what you're watching? This is a that's, blood feud. Cody trusted Brock to gone. be his partner, and Brock, with still no explanation, absolutely avalanches Cody Rhodes on Raw. And now Cody's like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm going to go out and get a piece. Plus, it calls back to the one of the better matches of this last Brock Lesnar run. Brock Lesnar Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe went out there from the giddy-up and got after Brock Lesnar's ass because that's the psychology. This is Brock Lesnar. I can't wait for them to ring the bell, dance around the ring, play grab ass, and then lock up with it. And Seth Rollins and several people over the past couple years have given you the formula. Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, uh, Roman Reigns. Go after him. Don't lock up with Brock Lesnar. Finisher, finisher, signature, finisher, signature, finisher. You don't use any of your main moves. You no. don't use any of them. Cody Rhodes was like, everything you got. this is Brock Lesnar. He's twice my size. I'm going to get him and get him early. Absolutely the best possible psychology for that match. I thought it was incredible. I thought the whole match rocked. I, I'm not as, you know, I'm not as breathe heavy about the finish as you guys are. In the moment I was. In the moment I was like, what is this crap? But in the, yeah. the 72 hours that I've had to digest oh, it, I'm yeah. okay with it. I, I'm better with now it. I, I set up. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed the plus after watching Raw, you know what we're getting next. Now Brock is looking at him like, look what you did to my face. Right. You know, look at me. Look, this is what you did. So now we've got a real blood feud over actual blood. Right. And and I like that. And this is again one of those times where I'm sure Moxley was punching at air watching this match. But oh this is, my God, Brock <laughs> Lesnar did business for Cody. Brock Lesnar did business for Cody Rhodes, and he wouldn't do it for me. <laughs> oh, I mean, this, 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 look, this past year has just been funny on that note because Brock has been do, doing all types of things for everybody else. Brock has been very giving this year. <laughs> for, I yeah, mean, yes. for, for literally everybody else, I, and then. Yep. The one, the one guy he wouldn't do shit for. Really, really. But yeah, it's like I said, it, this is, and we're talking about it because it doesn't happen on the weekly basis. You know, we don't have a guy getting busted open every Monday and Friday, Friday night. So right. when they do it and they do it heavy, it looks good. It's shocking, and the 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 meaning of it is much more valuable. When you do it like this, yes. So you know, kudos to those guys for one hell of a match. And like I said, I still disagree with the placement. I think you could have easily swapped this and the Bad Bunny match, and it would have made a much better finish for the Bad Bunny match, and would not have taken away from the Cody Rhodes Brock Lesnar match at all, given the fact that it went the way it did. Also, a note that I often kind of forget when we tease Dino, Uncle Dino about that. Um, after that match, I, I believe it was that year. Yeah, it was. Um, Brock immediately left and did his UFC comeback. So man, that, he was. That man got, that man he got had one all, all the, the gas for that UFC yep. comeback. That was crazy. He was so jacked that was, for that. That was my awesome. God. Yeah. That and immediately but, yeah, so tested positive that for like, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not give a shit. 
I do not give a shit. Brock like, Lesnar. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I did it. <laughs> it's it's whatever Brock at that point. Yeah. Anyway, all, all in all, man, great work from WWE. Yes. Backlash from Puerto Rico was an absolute success, an absolute smash in my book. Uh, like I said, little things that I could nitpick apart, but nothing that nothing that's worth really going into a, a long term rant about. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. you know, I mean. So. All right. Anybody yeah. got any parting shots on Backlash from Puerto Rico? No, I am good. Oh, I think we covered it. All right. Well, let's kind of, we've got a couple of minutes here. We don't have to go long here. Let's talk about the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. We saw the first couple of matches, the first round of matches of that on uh, Monday night. It looks like Seth Rollins is moving forward. Cody Rhodes furthering the story with him and Brock Lesnar getting absolutely obliterated once again on Monday nights. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, who's the who's the early favorite for you right now, Rob? I think well, look. I think it's it's, it's Rollins because they're look, first of all they're not going to have they're not going to have a SmackDown guy win the thing. That would be well, it'd be really stupid. Yeah. Like, to draft really somebody good. to SmackDown and then have them immediately win the Raw championship. To go back, have to go back to Raw. So he's yeah. Go. Um. But um. So I think he's he's the he's got to be the favorite. And um. Well, but you know, hey, that's something that would happen in real sports. And if they did, if this was, if they were two real professional leagues that had an Eastern Conference or Western Conference, or what, I don't know. Anyway, this might actually happen. There will be some sort of compensation, I would imagine, like Raw, uh, you know, SmackDown gets another draft pick, or they get like a compensatory NXT pick or something like that. But if you did it that way, yeah, Adam Pearce comes out and says that you know. This guy's moving to Raw, and you guys are going to get this as a, you know, make good. Cool. Yeah, Let's go. Um, now, now the, I mean, there's a bit of a story behind why they chose to do the tournament stuff this way this week. Um, Basically, everybody's loading, well, them and AEW loaded up their shows because of the, the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And so AEW to. loaded up tonight. You know, they're doing, and, um. And then, so that's why they did the tournament this way. This is why they had matches on Raw, and they're going to have matches on SmackDown. I mean, you know, otherwise, you know, this look if this was like. Also, it, guys, understand that they just they just did the draft. When they planned the draft, they were like, "Yeah, we're going to draft this guy to SmackDown for two weeks." Yeah. So. Um. So, if look if this tournament was happening during like July or something, it very well might be only on monday night <laughs> okay but yeah but but and, but you know but anyway, who cares we're getting we're getting some really good matches out of this um so seth wins everything on monday and then so friday we got we start off we got edge aj and ray mysterio in one match we got bobby sheamus and austin theory in the other one um who do you guys like for both of those um, I want mainly because I want to see these two friggin' meaty men go after it. I want it to come down to Bobby Lashley and Sheamus. Oh, that'd be good. I want to see those guys just beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, I would personally want to see because I want. I don't even know who I want to win from the SmackDown side because I I just think Seth is it's Seth's to win at this point. Um, I'm okay with Seth and Bobby at Clash of Champions. Well, of course you're okay with that because that means your boy's probably going to become the world heavyweight champion. So exactly, there he goes. He's putting his hands up in the air and, and, and Bobby and Bobby Lashley gets one hell of a shot. There is nothing yes. wrong with that. 
There's there's nothing wrong with wanting your favorite wrestler to win another championship. That's right. And I'll be I'll be repping the S F N R shirt. I just think it I just think it's bullshit that they have six SmackDown stars on here and they don't have Roman Reigns. That's bullshit. Um, he should have he should have an equal opportunity to win this title. Um, well, you never he's carried know this company on its back. What? I mean, oh, see. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, you know, so it's I bullshit, but I am really excited to see the winner of the "Hey, hey, I couldn't beat Roman Reigns" uh, tournament and uh, invitational. Don't so, belittle this title. We've talked about this on this show. We're going to give it a chance. Yes, I will give it a chance as lo- as soon as the the first champion is someone not named Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, or Seth Rollins. Okay, I got to say, um, Paul Heyman didn't do anybody any favors because he tweeted out. This no, picture. he tweeted out this he picture did. somebody made of like. Yeah, the I saw that. The, the clown champion. Oh my Here, god! And he's throwing it to like Seth and Riddle and all them and, and like, says, "Here, kids, can't go play." Paul, oh, come on, brother. You, you know, you know what though? That's great work on his part because when somebody finally takes down the tribal chief, it's gonna be massive. Yeah, you know, after fifteen hundred days of we the ones, when the when the man finally comes around that takes down Roman Reigns, it's gonna be they're gonna be made. It's gonna be great. That's it. That's it. It's gonna be interesting. But so, where do you guys stand on that? By the way, how are you feeling about we're we're gonna get to it? Are we gonna get to past rest next WrestleMania? Uh, you know what? At this point, with, it's looking more and more that way. With the new world title, with the new world title around, and if this thing successfully gets off the ground like the Universal Championship did, where after a year or so, those belts at least felt comparable. Yeah, it. we knew who the champion of WWE was when Brock was the Universal Champion, and obviously yeah. with this reign of Roman, it is tipping the scales. But there was a point where they were they were pretty equal. Yeah, if they can I, get the WWE Heavyweight Champ World Heavyweight Championship to that point, yeah, Roman is going to hold that Universal Title for a long time. Again, guys, they are thinking long term, and I do not mean ten years into the future. This is something they will talk about for a hundred years. Yeah. So, like, and and guys. They want WWE to go forever. Yes. It's, that's not a joke. That's not hyperbole. That's like, and you're building a legacy. And this is a this is a mile marker in uh, in history for WWE. So, exactly. yeah, they, if they, they have this golden opportunity, like how many times in you guys' career of watching wrestling – once you got past the age of like twelve, and you didn't, you wanted your guy to be champion for ten billion days, and I say that as my guy is champion for ten billion days. But was there anyone you would have like actually paid attention and not just utterly lost the plot by a thousand days? Mm. I don't know. I like even at my little stingeriest um. thousand days where that dude's just champion. That's it. Well, it's funny because now with... um, So you don't get this opportunity that often. You're making stuff you're going to talk about for 200 years. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, because, I mean, when Rick was was champ for all of, like, 
before all but like six months of a 10 year period. Mm-hmm. That's and that that's as close as you know. And Hogan was champ for four straight years. Um, yeah, so that and that's so that's two people in the last 40 years where we've had that yeah, type I, of thing. And I guess I'm referring more to like the modern era, like ever since, well, yeah, but I'm just I'm ever just, since oh, WCW was on TNT. No, I'm, from I'm, that I'm, period I'm, I'm on, have you seen a guy that would go a thousand days? No, but I'm I'm backing you up with what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that we've had two guys in the last 40 years who had anything remotely, anything remotely close to this, right? You know, Hogan with the four years, and then Rick with you know, like I said, for like nine, basically Rick was champ for like nine and a half out of ten years. Um, that's the closest we've gotten to this. Yeah. That that's the only thing in forty in forty years. Okay. Right. That's the only those are the only two guys who resemble anything like this. So it doesn't come along very often. And so and if you want to get here again, guess what? It's gonna take three years of programming. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Well, yeah. that, and and there's at least two of us in this room who may not live long enough to see something like this again. Yeah. You know, yeah, and they may very well go another 30 years before someone comes along. And that's not to say that there won't be people who draw the house. Right. You know, between now and then. But we're just in an, an unprecedented era where Roman Reigns is just there's a gulf between him and second place. And look, I mean, Austin at his peak. Drew as much as Hogan did, but Austin, but Austin was never more champion for more than six months. No, and, and so Austin even, was a, as an anomaly because he existed at the same time where a guy who was at least as popular as he was, if not completely eclipsed him, came about. With Hogan, there was always Savage, and Savage was always second banana. Yeah, well, I guess what I'm saying is that even even if somebody comes along who is drawing at the same level, that doesn't mean that they're going to get this. No. No, and, this is specific to Roman Reigns. And, like this whole run was oh, custom created with him in mind. I will go one step further of the roster of the past. Okay, since this reign started, so since the pandemic, has there been a male on the WWE roster that you'd be like, yeah, no problem, give me a thousand days of that guy? No. <clears throat> um, um, Guys, let's be clear. DJ isn't even saying Seth Rollins. I mean, I could say Seth Rollins, and I would be okay with it, but I also understand every reason why they wouldn't. Right. You know, I it's, mean, it's one. Of, it's, I guess I'm a huge Seth Rollins mark, and if they gave me 1,500 days of Seth Rollins, I'd be the happiest dude on the planet. But even if they don't, I'm still a huge Seth Rollins mark because the guy, the, the guy checks off all the boxes for me. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean right. like, you know, look, there's one other person that could give me 1,500 days of four, of course, but. Um, <laughs> You know. Well, that would be a that would be a thing because I mean that would be beating the record into the utter ground, and that would, might even be breaking all time records. I think, or did somebody hold it for like nine years in the F forty? Supposedly, in kayfabe, Mula held the the women's championship for like what twenty years, Rob? Yeah, well, we we we, mm. we, 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 we try to forget about that because she was like a pimp. Yeah, not, not a great yeah. human, apparently. <laughs> okay, so but we're trying not to... When Wendy Richter finally Richter. beat Moolah, the, the, the kayfabe story was, Moolah was the previously unseen WWE Women's Champion um, for yeah. like 20 years. 
Yeah. Um, like that. No, she was out. She was out there all the time. She just the thing was, DJ. She would just never made the towns of the shows you went to, man. Oh, okay. You just was... you just missed her. She was at the last one because yeah. I was like three years old. Yeah. So, well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like that was the kind of vibe they were trying to give up. People it's like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been doing this forever. She's been at other shows. She's been in Poughkeepsie when we were in New York, and yeah, you, you know, sure. Moolah. I'm like, who? Yeah, yeah. She, we actually found her at that inter- intercontinental championship in South America. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> Which also didn't exist for for those in the, in the not in the yeah, know. Um, but it's like that that Twitter account this was like a WWE vacant or something. But yeah. Uh, yeah. That that was yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, what do you say we call the go home there? I'm good. Okay. You guys good? Uh, I think so. All right. Well, let's go back around the room here and introduce or thank. I should. I already did introductions an hour and a half ago. Thanks to each god. Like I said, the I am the mindless in the mindless wrestling podcast. Let me reiterate that. Bucky's tag team partner, Jason, sir. Fun night tonight, bud. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Don't 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 grab a fork anytime soon, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy, it's getting harder, brother. Yeah, it's, it's getting hard to be a Celtics fan this season, huh? No, I mean, just the last, like, two weeks. It's been awesome being a fan this season, and that's what makes the last two weeks that much more worse. And oh. good God, Rob, tonight, it, they the Knicks may go silently into that sweet night, but tonight is not that night for the New York Knickerbockers. They are up on the uh, on the Miami Heat by 20. All right, oh, go yeah. Knicks. Yeah, one more night. One more night. One more night. There you go. Right in front of Clyde the Glide. Oh. He's looking good courtside, by the way. And from the Rob the Genius podcast, Mr. Rob, thank you, sir. Thank you. And um, um, Queen, um, Charlotte, um, <laughs> Ashley, it's, it's been a month. Stay on vacation. Time. No, no, no. Please don't. Don't, don't. <laughs> Don't 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 stay gone too long this time. The the, the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championships are very well preserved right now. You go do whatever you're doing. No no no. Um, well, <laughs> they, they are, these right. are the lean year. These are the lean months. We'll see you in the build for SummerSlam. Yeah. All right, and as always, <laughs> I'm DJ. You have been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of. The Chairshot Radio Network. You can hear us on thechairshot.com and anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. We thank you as always for listening. If you like us, share what we're doing. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring and we'll see you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, 
you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0.